Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad ass. This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. Subculture. And overall bad ass. Welcome 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 to Kettle Kettle Whistle Whistle Radio. With your hosts, hosts, Dave Dave and Sean. Sean. Friends and fiends, how are you doing out there? Still surviving? This is the Apocalypse story arc still going on because we are still in a apocalypse. And you may or may not have listened to the episode with uh, Carrie Hill, director on Night Sky. It was a couple episodes back, and it's really good. Um, if I do say so myself, I don't usually go back to this, but it's so informative. Carrie, welcome back. Thank you very much. And Run me through this Apocalypse arc. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're up to, like, episode... I've done 17 episodes during the COVID experience, and we're calling it the Apocalypso story arc, until when, it ends. After which episode the world ends? Well, th- either that, or the band Godzillionaire comes back in the studio and finishes it off with a happy note, because they've been on twice during it. So yeah. we, we want to end the story with them on it as well. Hopefully so. they're not extending it. <laughs> I know. If they're right. on twice <laughs> yeah. and it's still going? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, they really... Yeah, they're characters. Uh, you've gotten to meet Ben White. Yeah, we're chatting right now. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so things are up in the air, but that's okay. I like that. Uh, I like mixing people up like that. So now, what brings you here today? We know that you're scouting and you're shooting. Well, so we we are 
we are six days of filming in. And three of those were from the beginning of the year pre-lockdown. Mm-hmm. So we lost six months oh, wow. during lockdown where it was just impossible to do anything. And, and you know, no one really knew what was going on. So we're, we're kind of getting the, the train going again mm-hmm. slowly. So we've picked up um, three more days of shooting. And it, the way I've gone about it is, is just instead of blowing out a whole schedule and saying, okay, here's every day that we need for the next two months, it's kind of like we'll do two days. Are we locked down? No. Is everything still good to go? Okay, we'll add a couple more days. So um, just kind of tiptoeing through things and just trying to keep shooting as, mm-hmm. as much as we can. So uh, today was a scout, still wrapping up several locations. It was a good scout, though. We had, I'm excited. Um, got some cool places, and it's actually down here by your neck of the woods. So yes. popping in to say hello. Yeah, man. I uh, saw some pictures. I guess you'd call them dailies in this case. Are they just pictures? So <laughs> so we screened. So dailies are watching the raw footage out yeah. of the camera. No, I understand. So um, we did. I did that uh, about a week or two ago, watched everything we had had so far. And so I posted a couple shots that I took out of the editing bay. Um, you got some cool locations. It's It's very diverse. So coming out of Screen Park, it was like 90% of it was one location, which was easy, but not as interesting as bouncing all over a small town so you know we're inside we're outside uh we were on a farm a couple of weeks ago oh, filming wow. yeah it's uh uh utilized an airb airbnb recently so it's it's different it's a different production mm. than than screen park was i mean it's the locations oh, so many locations my god yeah i mean yeah well anyway I, I've, I've been impressed with, i don't know what i can say what i can't say that i've seen so if, far if it's but... on the internet knock yourself out uh, cool. yeah we got a good picture of the alien uh, the the model model yeah that's pretty cool the ships of course um it's funny as we do this little distracted it, it's like aliens are on our roof right now i, I got a, your a guy cleaned at the moment there's a guy working on the roof right now right above the studio this is the only way things happen here but, it's like the movie Signs. You need yeah. to start leaving glasses of water out everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Well, I, I tend to do that. I leave glasses everywhere. I, that and Kleenex. Really bad habit. Bad habit. Used Kleenex? Yeah, isn't that nasty? Like, I, I, like I'm going to go back and use it again, so I leave it. You know, like, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, all right, so th- th- enough of that. Um, so, Night Sky. Now, there is a reason that we're doing this of a timely fashion today. Yeah, we are at the... Uh the 11th hour currently running a Kickstarter to raise some funds for our practical alien effects. Um, but more importantly, it's about giving people the opportunity to jump in and be part of it. Uh, in the, the story of the film, the entire town is going missing. So there's constantly, you know, missing posters up everywhere, different faces, different names. So from a production standpoint, I need lots of missing posters that'll appear throughout the film. And so the Kickstarter is a good way for someone to chip in 20 bucks, um, or more, and get themselves on a missing poster that'll appear in a scene. That's so, so cool. 100% of the funds go towards our, our practical alien effects, which helps me out. Uh, in return, they get to appear in the film. They get a copy of the film. Helps me out. So it's uh, it's mutual. I've been, people seem to be having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I put a couple special perks up there. One of them was gone in less than 30 minutes. Wow. Um, last week, I added a... It wasn't a missing poster. It was appearing on a milk carton. Oh, cool. Have you seen me? And someone <laughs> snagged it. It was gone so fast. Wow. Okay. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's it's neat. So I got to build that out, and it'll appear in a scene on a kitchen counter. That's awesome. Yeah, so you're getting a response from this. Um, yeah, I have 57 backers. We've got three days left, and we are flirting with 400% to goal. Holy smokes. That's, wow. Well, all right. Yeah, I wonder how you're going to do all this. In this time of COVID, made things very difficult, of oh, course. Oh, it's but... not easy. 
not easy, but you're doing things that, well safely, and you're getting people together. You're you're voting. You're you're pl- trying for like spring when things are safer. Or... Well, we're practicing safe set. Yeah, right now, um, <laughs> masks a, and and social distancing and that's a term now. Safe set. Safe set. Love and it. I got a. Um, I actually had to go get certified in say it's called set safety for COVID specifically mm. on how to maintain a safe set. So parts of the film are suffering in the sense that larger scenes with crowds and things like that, I don't know when we'll Mm. be able to shoot. So, so far it's been, you know, one to two actors, small crew, nimble, you know, (laughs) not crowding houses or locations. And and one of the ones, well, again, was a farm, which allowed us to really space out. So very cool. Just maneuvering, navigating. And we're going to tell people how to get involved and where to go and where to find all this stuff in just a moment here. Um, just we're going to come back right back here with Carrie Hill, director of Night Sky, uh, previously Scream Park, and we're going to get you guys involved if you're interested. All right, stick by us. Thank you. Hi, right. I'm Cody, and I play in a band called Godzillionaire. And guess what? Um, in our upcoming live shows, if that should ever happen or not happen, it will be with the help of musicians from a band from Lawrence, Kansas called the Blood Daubers. And you should look them up or I'll fly a plane into an embassy building. It would be nice if you said Kettle Whistle Radio somewhere, too. You know what? You know, what? You, you know the reason why you're listening? It's Kettle Whistle Radio and they fucking rule. Fuck you. And let's... Uh, whatever. Oh, we should all be sponsored. I, I appreciate that, Cody. Thank you. Somebody else who doesn't threaten the embassy building. Call back. Did I say that? When is when is there better been a better time to threaten an embassy building? I, I feel like you know. Like, <laughs> right now, Tear down your local statue. Casting, bro. Like you might actually fly under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, God you might. It. It God I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories, all bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark, if you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Thanks for sticking by us here at Kettle Whistle Radio. We've got Carrie Hill, director of Night Sky, in production. Exciting. I'm excited for you. I, I was so glad because it was, it was upsetting when all this COVID shit went down in March and you were like, like everybody else, production psh, ceased. That's it. Slam Done. the brakes. And you, you sounded so defeated. Uh, you, were, you were like, if it ever does again, it could be indefinite. I was like, oh, no. But this is a bounce back. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it's we had filmed um, March 9th. We shot 
a scene, uh, and a, a week later the lockdown happened. And I was I was two weeks out from the next set of days and everything, and I, all of a sudden it was just like slam the brakes, nothing. Mm. And you know, I mean, it's, I had no idea how this was going to go. It was two weeks to flatten the curve, and it's now been eight months, and so we're still here going through all of this stuff. So it's just whatever it takes to make it work. I mean, really, um, without being dangerous or, you know, taking into account everybody, you know, everybody's level of comfort. Um, you say you're impressed with your three leading folks, too. Was uh, it two guys and a girl? Yeah. Or? And that's an understatement. Actually, I'm going to be honest, and this isn't just me talking of the film. I'm impressed with the whole cast so far. Um, and the crew. I mean, everything. It's it's The whole project is a big step up from Screen Park. Yeah. Technically... Uh, and everything else. Um, I honestly believe, and, and I'm on record now, that you know when you see this, and I'm thinking of you specifically because you're <laughs> your uh, audience, but um, when you watch it, you're, I think your jaw is going to drop because mine's dropping and I'm making it. That's so cool. So if you are the audience going in expecting another, you know, low budget indie film with you know bad sound and things slapped together and everything like that, I that's not what it is. Right. I think oh. you're going to be floored. Uh, that's awesome to hear. I, I love hearing that stuff. The things I've seen, I'm already impressed, and I, I can't wait to be a part of this myself. Um, now, so you're getting feedback with um, basically what you need bodies. Or... Well, so <laughs> it as far as the uh, I mean with the Kickstarter, yeah, and people, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's people seem to really love. I've got a lot of great feedback about the missing posters. People love that idea because it's simple. You know, if you want to be involved with the film, but you know you don't want to get off your couch or you live in Canada, or you live in Europe, or whatever, it doesn't matter. I need a picture and a name, mm-hmm. and that's it. So you, anyone in the world could be involved with this and show up as one of the a missing townsperson in Midland, Pennsylvania. That's good, that's good to know, because I, I, we have a lot of international listeners. Yeah, so I, if they, yeah. you know, it, it's, if they want to appear in it, you know, it's one of those things where you pause the movie, it's like, oh my God, there I am. There's, there's my face and my name, and I'm listed among the missing. So... You know, if you look at the the concept artwork that we have on the on social media and everything, there's a picture. It's a, it's going to be a frame of the movie where there's a the deputy sheriff looking at this gigantic wall of missing posters. Oh, okay. it's a huge collage. So that's the kind of thing that I need, and you know they're going to be plastered on telephone poles and in you know library windows and things like that, where it's just like in the background as the movie progresses, you'll notice that, gee, there's more and more missing posters. And eventually, uh, the town goes into a panic. There's not many people left, and they, they demand answers from their sheriff and mayor. Because, you know, more and more people are going missing. Things are getting weirder and weirder. And it's, you know, what are we going to do? What are you going to do about it? So it was a great way to, you know, kill a couple birds with one stone, but also let people get involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, if you're listening to this like today in the moment, um, you want to clock's ticking. Yeah, you want to get involved like immediately. Do it tonight when you're done listening. Um, how do they go about doing that? Uh, the easiest way to do it is if you go to Kickstarter.com. You can search Night Sky. Uh, the name of the campaign is called Go Missing in Night Sky, or you can find us on social media. It's at Night Sky Film across all the platforms. Um, there'll be links everywhere to find it. Uh, if you still can't find it, um, you're welcome to reach out to contact at nightskyfilm.com and ask, you know, where the hell do I find this thing? Right. Um, and we'll let you know. So, but it ends Saturday morning. I think it's 6 a.m. is the, the deadline. Yeah, we're approaching Thanksgiving this week, folks. Yep. So we all know you're going to be busy, but if you can get away from the family for like a, a split second, 
Uh, you can actually go to my Facebook page, too, because I have it on there. Um, oh, there you it's, go. Yeah, it's on in the comment section of the last posting when I reposted our last interview. I, I've had it out there for a while, so I don't know if people are responding or not. But I know I'll be in it. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, you, Sean, he'll be in it, too. I'm looking forward to that. We are, I mean, we are looking for extras, too, and we're taking headshots and information and things like that. I don't have any time frame because any of the extra scenes are going to be crowd scenes, which is, means that we have to wait. Um, so, but by all means, I mean, you know, we're going to need a lot of unique people. Yes. Now, how about action sequences? I know you've got some military vehicles involved. Yeah. So it, it, it's funny cause it's, you know, people read the script like, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's great. And then the first question is always, where are you going to get this military <laughs> yeah, hardware? Right? Every time it's the first question. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's a thought, you know? don't worry. There is a plan and I'm, I'm not worried about it. Um, <laughs> It'll be lots of trickery and, and everything. And then what has actually worked the best for this film is just knocking on doors and following leads. And, you know, hey, you want to talk to this guy over there? And he knows someone who knows somebody. And then, you know, kind of following those rabbit holes. And I found a lot of stuff. I'm glad you're finding that people way. that are hungry for it. You know, it seems like there'd be a lot of doors closing in my face if I went around trying to solicit well, them. You know, I mean, it's, it's well, it's only... It's mostly metaphorical, but there is some actual knocking doors. But, you know, emails and, and phone calls and texts and everything. It's just like, hey, so-and-so sent me. And, you know, um, I think that it, it's going to end up being serendipitous because so many people are sort of, um, they feel cooped up after everything this year. Um, and they want they want to help. They want to get out. They want to get involved. They want to do something. Um, and there's just... Yeah, without going into that whole spiel, but just I, there's just this mood around because of 2020 and everything that's happened that if someone can help somebody else at this point, they really want to help. That's good to see. Uh, I have seen that. Oh, actually, uplifting story. I should I, I have to tell this story because I, I, I have my own, we'll say, delivery service for a living. And um, I was picking up, I was in line at Dunkin' Donuts in the drive-thru, picking up a rather large order for one of my customers. And... Um, I well, large order of Dunkin' Donuts. It was thirty bucks, thirty thirty five bucks. It's a lot of donuts, right? It's, it was a lot of stuff. Um, two sandwiches, whatever the hell. There's an SUV in front of me, and uh, they pull away. I pull up, and the girl's like, "That guy paid for your food." Uh, I've been seeing a lot of that at Starbucks. You pull right? up to the window, and you're like, "Yep, oh, you're taken care of." Yeah, he paid but thirty bucks. I don't think he was ready for that, but yeah, it, they said he's a nice guy. He's a regular there, so. I've done that at Starbucks and Coffee Tree Roasters. I've bought coffee for the person behind me. I, I haven't done. I, I now I have to do it. I have to do it again. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Exactly. Yep. So yeah. So you're seeing it too, then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, whether it's you know uh, a location, or mm. you know, I, to be honest, in terms of locations, you know, we're utilizing Airbnb and a couple other services. But like those people have been hammered this year. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. you know, business just fell off a cliff and, you know, there's this wonderful little diner in Brownsville and they got, they got hit this summer. They had to close for a while. And, you know, when you, when you come back, you're like, Hey, you know, I talked to you a year ago about filming. Yeah, absolutely. Come on down. You know, that's again, it's, it's a combination of community and just struggling. So any little bit helps. And, yes. you know, because I can help and they can help me, it's, it's mutually beneficial. So we lost one of our, our sponsors here that for years, uh, someone else's bar, uh, Elsa was her name, actually. She closed shop and it was the best bar in town. And it was a great tavern, great food, it's, and it's gone forever. I, I'm a huge fan of Hole in the Walls, whether it's a bar, Mexican restaurants. One. Like, I love Hole in the Walls. And it's those are the ones that are getting hit pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, Location-wise, I may have to rewrite some scenes 
I had stuff in a school, and I don't. I can't imagine getting into a school at this point. Yeah, you can't even get people, uh, students in there. Yeah, so uh, it's yeah. There's there's going to be some rewriting um, to accommodate, but that's okay. I mean, coming out of lockdown, things have worked out the way they have in terms of people's availability, and uh, you know, being a, an indie film locally here, it gives us some maneuverability. Netflix and Showtime and, and various other Hollywood productions come in and they eat up a lot of resources, but they're either scared off or they're delayed and they don't know. So being mm. small and local gives me some maneuverability. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing from people in the biz, they're like, how are you filming? Um, my co-producer, Melissa, in LA, she's like, how are you filming right now? And I'm just like, making do. Making do. <laughs> um, again, keeping things small and safe and you know, utilizing what we have, but it's, you know, we're still moving forward. And I'm, I don't even want to mention it at this point, but if we lock down again, I'm prepared. There's more stuff that I can do on my own to just keep the ball rolling. Right. Well, um, I I guess a creative question I have for you, because I, yeah. I think about this, because I watch a lot. I've probably seen every alien abduction movie documentary, wow. you name it. Are there it. any good ones? Uh, yes, <laughs> there are some good ones. Uh, as a matter of fact, and I, I can't think of the name of it now, but... Um, there was a uh, one by um, Steven uh, Alien, Spielberg. Aliens um, original James, James Cameron. No original Alien. The uh, he did Prometheus. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Thank you, Ridley Scott. Jesus Christ, I couldn't remember Ridley Scott. He's only like one of my idols. Um, he put one out, and he had it was low budget, but he put the budget where he needed it with uh, the um, what's the not Xavier's wheel something wheel. Uh, Ezekiel's wheel. Ezekiel's wheel. Thank you. It's about that, and I feel like biblical. He mixes that with UFOs, um, and it's really it's like it's a microcosm. Three main characters found footage, but huh. creepy and eerie. How do you? I, I know you say yours is going to be quite different. Um, how do you take this premise of aliens and abductions and make it different when we've seen? So much, but most of it found footage. Yeah, that, well, that's the first thing. So yeah, that's this the first, is, that knocks out a bunch. This is shot very traditionally. Which is great, um, yeah. Actually, one of the things I'm geeked about is there's a lot of moving camera in this. Not handheld, but like, you know, with body rigs and dollies and things like that. So mm -hmm. that'll that'll shake things up. Um, creatively, I, I it's, it's a tricky question. I could eat up three hours of your show. I mean, <laughs> from the, the point is... First and foremost, from a story perspective, it's about a family. Mm. And I've seen a lot of alien abduction movies, and um, it's there a lot of some of them are off the wall. I mean, I always go back to Communion, with yeah, Christopher Walken. I love um, that Whitley Strieber. Yeah, I love that one. You don't like <laughs> alien, that? aliens came to abduct Christopher Walken, and they, <laughs> and they gave him back. Yes, um, they did. <laughs> they made a mistake. Uh, the the fourth kind. The fourth kind. I I think I got five minutes into that movie. It you was, didn't like it. It was pretty rough. Okay. Um, Fire in the Sky was interesting. That's a favorite of mine. Travis, Travis Walton. Walton. Yeah. Um, it's a good setup. It's not bad, and that's mm -hmm. you know, but it's it's weird because that's not the direction that I went with with okay. this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it this falls more in line with uh, the 1986 remake of Invaders from Mars. You know, uh, you, yes. you've got you know, uh, David Gardner running around trying to you know the town things are strange things are happening in the town. You know, he pairs up with the nurse played by his mother. In real life, um, that was free on Tubi recently. You know, Tubi? is that right? Yeah, I got to watch it. It's been years, uh -huh. and 
there's scenes in there I don't remember. Maybe is that I saw, right? I might have seen it cut on TV once. Huh. So, but yeah, it's that. I mean, that's that, and like explorers. I, I mention explorers all the time. I mean, that whole the feel of that kind of thing. You know, I mean, because explorers, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily an alien abduction movie, but right. there's kids and there's aliens, and it's just, um. That's the kind of mood that I'm going for. And so far in shooting, it really feels like we're getting it. I mean, I there's drama involved. And that, that sounds so corny. Well, but, like a, uh, su- a subtle eeriness about the place? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... it's Well, if you look at the Kickstarter, the, the whole... The, the background of the, the project starts with, you know, something strange is happening in Midland, Pennsylvania. And that's pretty much how it comes down to it. You have this small town. You have this, this sheriff who's a drunk... <laughs> so when things start going bad, he's a terrible law enforcement person, you know. So just pouring whiskey in his coffee. He, well, he's, you know, a little nip there, yeah. a little bit here, you know, chronically hungover. Um, <laughs> miserable existence. Exactly. So it's I didn't go about it as you know, aliens are taking people, and it's going to be a Blair Witch style, creepy. You know, they're peering in the windows. It's not the approach that I'm going for. Anyway, I mean, it's you know. Close Encounters meets the Goonies <laughs> yeah, that, type thing. That's all right. Um, I find Close Encounters to be a very creepy movie. Um, it has in its, its moments. Own, in its own, you know, yeah. I mean, the kid getting taken is always it's, terrifying. But, yeah. It's more about the unknown. Yes. You know, I mean, it's... Conspiracy. Everybody, Everybody's in on it but you type of thing. Yeah, you know? uh, I mean, it's it's there's weirdness. And, and that was kind of what I was going for. Um, it's subtle strangeness kind of mothman yeah like what how, you know everyone talks about the mothman the mothman the mothman but like no one ever really takes it like let's talk about what point pleasant as a town was feeling when there this was go. going on they're probably terrified weirded out some people didn't believe it was happening um yeah. and that interests me like you know because you get all these different little slices of perspective and so you have all these different opinions about what's actually going on well, all right, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to listen to this band. You want to hand me that CD there? I got some swag from this band, Ditchwater. And it's spelled like it sounds. One word, Ditchwater. These guys are cool. They they made a comic book cover for their album. Uh, definitely my kind of guys. And uh, this is... They're, they're, they're rock, metal, grunge, maybe some punk edge to them. Uh, but this CD here, what is this one? This is Never Say Never. And honestly, I dig everything on here. But... Um, I think we'll do uh, my last breath first, and uh, we'll go out with another one later. And we'll get right back with Kerry Hill. And thanks to the guys at Ditchwater. Thanks for the shirts, too. Um, and if Sean listens to this, I have one for you, goofball. All right.
right back here, folks. Ditchwater. Hope you liked it. Cool dudes, man. Cool dudes. Um, yes, they actually have CDs available. You can look up Ditchwater. I believe they're on Bandcamp. Um, but just go to Ditchwater. Go to their site. It's pretty cool. And they have all kinds of stuff there for you. And I, they look like they're hungry to tour. They have some videos, too. Um, but we were just talking. <coughs> Excuse me. What were we just talking about, Carrie? Um, Black Phillip. Black Phillip, the witch. Yeah. Um, we both realized that the first time we watched it, we don't remember anything from it. Like, I, I didn't remember uh, watching it either. And then the second time around, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I've only watched it once. I'm going to have to watch it again because I was just I was talking about it. I'm oh, like, I, you don't remember I anything. saw it. I don't. And it's not a bad thing. It's not like, a, yeah. you know, I, I repressed it because it was so awful. It was just right. like, I don't know why. I just don't really. You know what? It, it's probably because of the way it's shot. It's kind of grainy and it's very mundane atmosphere. Nothing spectacular happens, you know. And it, it is just a dreary environment. Not much to really remember. Um, just that in the end, it's wow. 17th century <laughs> yeah. America, right? Yeah, but that's the witch. Now we're talking about something else here too. I, I do. I, I have to add another COVID experience because I, I gave you a good one. Um, now for a bad one. I uh, I I get a lot of flack from friends and family, close ones, over my uh, Guns and Roses not liking anything except Appetite for Destruction. I love that album. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, I love that. But after that. I, I I was already into like Slayer, Pantera, and even Metallica, Megadeth. When they came back with that patience thing, I, I had zero patience for it. I was like, I'm out. I, I can't do this. And I, I realize everybody loves that, used to love her or whatever the fuck. Overplayed where I came from. I couldn't listen to it. Now, so I decided, all right, I'm going to give this song another chance because Chris Cornell redid it. Have you heard the remake? I have not. There's a Patience remake. It's it's kind of old news now, uh, but it's all over the X. They oh, play wait, it. maybe I have heard it. Yeah. Yeah. And he made it, well, he, it sounds great. He made it his own. And now, you know, Was that course, right before he died? Yeah. It was probably his last. He has some other, there's more Soundgarden coming out because there's the court cases pending between the wife and the rest of the guys in Soundgarden, but now they came together. So there's going to be some new Chris Cornell wow. tracks. Yeah. But Patience was one of them. And... For my wife's sake and other people's sake, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freaking listen to this song, all right? I'm gonna give it a chance because it's not Axel. So um, I put it on and I'm like, this is really good. And uh, don't you know, I, I come to train tracks. You, you cross when you come to my my house here, and the lights are flashing. I have to wait. No train coming, but some novice behind me starts honking at me. Like so, I, I put my hand out the window, looking at the flashing lights. What, what about crossing signs? Do you not understand? His wife is yelling at him. I see her yelling at him because he's talking at me. I'm like, meanwhile, patience is playing. So I, 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 it I lost it right there. But no, I like cross the tracks and come to a red light uh, over here down the road, and uh, assholes behind me again, and he's honking at me again at a red light. <laughs> And I'm like, what is your problem? Now I'm looking at him because I do. He's I, not warning you about the axe murder in the back seat. There's nobody else on the road. And I'm just like, I'm staring right at his eyes. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I, I make a left, a right, and a left. And I'm picking up my quarry, uh, my ride, and a friend of mine, Jess. And the song's still on. And I have to pull over and put my flashers on. He's behind me again. Instead of passing me, he gets behind me and honks in front of this person's house. What is wrong? Ruined the song for me. So I hate patience. I have no patience for it, and I'm back into my dislike of Guns N' Roses. You didn't follow him and start honking <laughs> your horn? That would have been the right thing to do. It has been done. And here's the thing, Harry. I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this song a chance. And it is great. Don't get me wrong. 
but it was ruined <laughs> yet wow. again. So yeah, there's my patience. I'm story. shocked by your statement. I use your illusion too. Is just I know everybody says that to me. Phenomenal. I mean, I was just out at that point. There's so much music going on, and uh, oh yeah, Jet came into the studio. To say hello, Hi, that's, puppy. That's always nice. Uh, how you doing, Jet? Okay, so she's so, come to play with some action figures. Knock over the microphone. But anyway, that being said, that's my patient, my impatient story. I tried really hard to be happy that day. <laughs> anyway. So any new music in your life? You're putting music together for this thing, uh, yeah, we, but we, contemporary. We, right? um, man, what am I listening to? I, everything. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of perfect circle lately. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, there's this. I, when I go into my iTunes list, um, Perfect Circle, The Doomed is always the first song that kicks in, and it's, so it's just like I always, whatever I'm listening to, it always starts with The Doomed. That's why I always get Toma. Oh, Toma. Yeah, that and a uh, funny thing too, because it's on my iTunes. Every time I start my car, Megadeth comes on. Oh, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, but it's Tout Le Monde, the, the oh, remake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's because it's a remake. It's it, I don't know why. It's the first thing on my list, so I constantly have to turn it off. I had that problem because I had the music video he did with um, the chick from <laughs> Lacuna Coil. Lacuna Coil. That's, that's, that's the one. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah so I had the yeah. same problem. Yeah, because yeah. that music video was on my phone. <laughs> When the, when I start up the car, that always came this up first. Funny. We're gonna find out that a bunch of people have the same problem. That Megadeth song a, comes up right away. It's not a terrible problem, a, but except it's I have to hit odd. shuffle every time. Yeah. Anyway, so music for the movie. What yeah. kind of score do we have? Um. So the composer's name is Christian Kriegescott, um, which is German for God of War. I mean, is that not amazing? Of course, you found him. Um. He's a friend of mine, and he's, he does phenomenal work. He's been doing a lot of stuff on his own. He's doing a lot of experimental stuff. Um, I believe that his uh, his sort of production is called Hot Hail Music, and I know he's on SoundCloud. Hmm. Um, he sends me some stuff now and again and I, and you know that he's working on, and then I'll send him stills back, and he just goes, wow. He's like, when can I start writing music for it? <laughs> um, we have flirted with... And I'll probably try to make it happen where he will compose, and then we're probably going to bring live instruments like orchestral. Oh wow! So I know he's a big prog rock fan, so am I. But you know, blended with orchestral stuff. So I'm curious to see. And I swear, right hand to God, I said this to my wife three weeks ago. I said I will be beyond elated, you know, on the moon when I have a rough cut of the movie and he's beginning to score it. Like that's I'm I can't be more excited to be at that point oh, um so that, will that just be you and him in a room um at first yeah i'll, I'll show him the the rough cut the the assembly cut and he, you know that gives him a, an idea of what it looks like and yeah. what it feels like and then he'll, from there he'll begin to compose so as a reference point he did the opening score to screen park the credit sequence right um he wasn't available to do the entire film but um he did do the opening score and we used a uh, an orchestra a band from cmu that he actually composed. We got a, a bunch of them on a Saturday, I think. I bought pizza, and this this tiny orchestra played um, several cues from the opening of the film. So I loved that. That was phenomenal. That's so cool. That takes me back to like the first time I saw like a a blue screen shot with John Williams uh, doing the score <laughs> for Star Wars. You know, like, yeah, the Vex hadn't been done yet, right? Yeah, yep. it's just like yeah. I remember seeing that. I guess that would have been late seventies, early eighties. But um, that they showed that footage of him. And I, I was always mesmerized. Like, they actually play an orchestra yeah. to the movie. Yeah. Like, wow. Yep. Yeah. So that you're doing something similar. Yeah. So we'll, um, I, I mean, he'll compose to it for sure. I mean, he'll sit there and he'll probably run it back and forth. And we will, what you have to do um, with the composer, you have to sit down, you have to 
determine where the musical cues are. Where should music come in and go out? And then that determines how long the cues are, you know, 20 seconds, 50 seconds, two minutes, whatever. And then they have to write a score to fit in there. That's a process. It is. I, but I know Christian loves it. So, um, yeah, if you have a passion for that stuff, he gets me going, I get him going back and it's, I, I'm just so excited to sit down. So I, as far as everything goes and my mission at the moment is to get out of principal photography as fast as possible. And I'm not rushing it. Um, but it's once I can get out of principal photography, Hmm. I can concentrate on cutting it together. Once it's cut together, I can give it to the composer. Then we can color correct it. Then we can begin the special effects work because, you know, there's optical effects, there's digital effects that need to be done, but you got to have a cut first. Otherwise, you're just going to waste tons of time because you might end up, you know, doing it a certain way and then it, it gets cut and then you've wasted all of that. So you have to, the assembly cut comes first. So I just put together a new editing station. It's probably going to take a couple weeks to arrive. It's a new computer, but I'm diving in. So we talked earlier there's a lockdown too, you know, there's a way to, for me to keep going. That's I'll put together an assembly cut of everything that I have just to keep moving. Nice. Uh, See, that's a process folks. Uh, Let me tell you uh, for every hour uh, of show, I have three hours of editing on a much (laughs) lesser level. I don't know if that holds true with you with film. It's Um, probably more like six hours for an hour. (laughs) Probably for every day of filming. There's probably several days of editing. Um, Yeah. Um, It's crazy. I, I had a lot of help on Screen Park. Um, Scott Lewis helped me immensely put that together. And part of it was me just not really knowing what I'm doing. It's like, okay, we have all this footage. Now what? Um, And I remember specifically he did an assembly cut. We cut it together and we sat on his couch and we watched it. And I remember wanting to throw up at the end of it. The first time we watched the very first cut, it was like, oh my God. I was like, did I just waste everyone's time? But- that's the process, right? So you watch it and you go, ah, that's the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. And that happens on Hollywood movies too. So what do you do? You determine what you could use. Okay, we need more establishing shots of the park. Okay, so we made a list. Go out, get those shots, cut them in. Okay, that's better. It flows a little bit better. Then you need this shot and that shot and you start piecing it together. And then now there's, you add some music and sound effects. Like, okay, that's that's much better than it was. And so now the final product I'm I'm happy with. I mean, it's a very watchable film, but man, that first cut... Oh, so uh, Scott was immensely, kind of, immensely helpful through I, all of that. So intimidating. Because I, 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 for that reason, I don't go back and read stuff that I wrote years ago. I can't. I, I always say that, but it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, all it is is really is just a banner or a marker of where you're at yeah. in your um, process, where you're at in your growth and your craft. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Like, I've got a lot of things I want to try on this movie that I didn't do in Screen Park. So there's more things that I have not done yet. So they're going to go into this, but it's a huge scope of work that you've opened up for yourself. Yeah, um, but but it's because I have the next several projects in mind deep down the road. So it's like it. in order to do okay. that, I need to know how to do this. Okay, so I need to be able to implement stock footage. I need to be able to do model work. I need to be able to do voiceover. Right? There's no voiceover in Screen Park. So oh, no, um, no. Oh, you're gonna have a narrator? No narrator, but you know, it's one of those. It's called an overlap. Or, oh. or a pre-lap. So you've got someone speaking and then it goes over oh, cool. other yeah, footage, okay. right? So never yeah. done anything like that. So oh, that's going to be a nice element, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I hope so. Depth. Um, Depth. And then there's the whole production challenge, right? What can I get away with? You know, these, uh, like today I scouted a, a police station. Man, is it hard to get a police station or getting military <laughs> equipment. And you pick the um, right gear. time, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. During so, the apocalypse. Um, so it's, 
I'm growing as a producer just to, to be able to source this stuff, manage it, in addition to doing call sheets and scheduling actors and rewrites and I, wearing all the hats at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a challenge. But I, the ball's moving, man. I mean, we did, we've shot three more days coming out of lockdown. I've got three more on the schedule. Yeah. Trying to shoot out actors, shoot out locations, you know, get people off the wagon where it's like okay you know your commitment to this is completed thank you so much now i don't you know Mm -hmm. i don't have to drag you along into this sort of like wasteland and you have um some more help this time around your wife's on set yeah so my (laughs) my wife is it started out as as an associate producer because it's like you know can you help me with this or that and uh she's done some production design recently and i think she Mm -hmm. likes it i told her she'd be a phenomenal production designer that's what you're telling me she does a great job so yeah i mean it's that's a lot great. of people are chipping in. That kind of support is what you need. Um, not to mention, and I, I have to plug away here because you talk about your next uh, yeah. endeavor. Well, Dr. Peeler, comic book, got to plug myself here, folks. Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. Issue one is out. Um, We're working and, on getting that in the movie, too. And yeah, Carrie, there's going to be a uh, comic I just got clearance for that. For, in a comic book store? Yeah. What store is it going to be? Dr. Peel is going to show up in the background, folks. Uh, yeah, we're going to have someone's going to be reading it. So oh, I, cool. yeah, Kaboom gave me clearance. Kaboom's the, the printer. Yeah, yeah because their logo's on the back, but they. Yeah. They gave a thumbs up to it. That's so cool. Um, yeah, D- Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. Issue one, burningbulbcomics.com, folks. You can get it there. Issue two and three. That's why like, I'm excited about... Yeah, where's issue two and three? In my head. Uh, oh. But there are pages already storyboarded on... Uh, t- they're actually done, to tell you the truth, in writing. Um, now I have to storyboard them and get them to Bob Hoagland, who is my, my uh, the artist, who's amazing, by the way. Bob is amazing. He's for hire, folks. He does uh, custom jobs. He, you can contract him for stuff. He does artwork for people on demand. Oh. Uh, but Bob Hoagland, you can find him on Facebook. I don't think he really has a, a page or anything. But I, I appreciate, Carrie, uh, you putting Dr. Peeler, you know. Oh, no, man, absolutely. There. I, it, it, it always makes me harken back to the Lost Boys in the comic book shop scene. <laughs> And for the you should read this, but yeah, but in the background, there's the three Robotech issues that were out at the time, and I was really big into Robotech. Oh, I missed that. And geeky fans like myself that go to Robotech.com will always look at that scene in Lost Boys where you can see your favorite comics right there, you know. So this is kind of yeah, this is kind of a dream come true for me. You putting this in there, I appreciate that. Well, it's one of those things again, you know. It's we're helping you help me, I help you. I mean, it's 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 mutual. I need production design. I need people, you know. Have, handling these things i can get clearance to use it yeah you get to see your artwork gets seen it's i think it's great yes I, I, well i i appreciate everything of course um well let's see you should tell everybody where to go one more time <laughs> yeah kickstarter.com and search for night sky it'll come up um you'll see the artwork with all the missing posters you can visit us on any social media platform facebook twitter instagram it's at night sky film um it's regular updates there so you should be able to to find the link and see what's going on everything there are three days left saturday morning it ends so folks as soon as you're done listening or if you want to just shut it off now just go and uh, log on you could be in the film all right uh i guess you can yeah it's not really going to cost you a whole hell of a lot (laughs) Uh, 20 bucks is the minimum um to be in the film yeah that's I, that's I think it's a great idea. So yeah, just turn us off and go go look it up and get yourself involved. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing more fun than being part of a film, uh, whether it's a Hollywood set or if it's a um, indies like yourselves. Yeah. I just it's just fun. It's a fun atmosphere. You're stressed out. It's a, <laughs> and it's fun watching you be stressed out. It's well, I'm um, glad. It's, it's why I'm here. Um, and it's a quick way. I mean, I, get immortalized. 
Yes. It, it sounds very dramatic, but hey, I mean, I'll be long gone decades from now, but the film will be around. You and a poster Isn't that in the film will be around Isn't forever. It's, yeah, it's funny to think like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even this podcast might be floating in the uh, netherspheres forever. But then again, maybe not. Maybe Projected out on. into space. <laughs> Aliens will hear this hundreds of years from now. <laughs> They're listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Carrie Hill, um, where do we find you? Or where do you want them to find you? Um, I'm most active on Twitter. My handle is Lost Ark Raider. Lost Ark Raider, yes. Um, and then the, the film pages. I keep track of all that stuff. Yep. And Facebook, you're not on there a whole lot, but you're there. I exist on Facebook, but do not post. It's merely to run the Night Sky, Night Sky page. page, which yeah. is important. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely. Think. Instagram, you're pretty. Yeah, I'm involved. on Instagram. I'm a lurker. I haven't posted a lot recently. But again, I, I post enough on the, the movies pages that I have nothing left interesting to say on my personal. Well, we're going to go out with a Ditchwater song here, folks. Uh, big ups to those guys, and I want to thank them again for letting us play their stuff and sending me really cool shirts. And thanks to Carrie Hill for coming back. I'm sure we'll get an update come, what do you think, after December? Or? Um, by the end of the year. I, I mean, mean the, yeah, there'll be there'll be more things leaked on our, our social media, but there'll be probably bigger updates by the end of the year. Um, effects work is starting to trickle in, so okay. puppets, models, things like that are all coming. Yeah, well, and what's next for you after you leave the studio here? What what, what comes next? I have to go meet with uh, one of my actors, Aaron Moore. Um, going to link up with him. we got a lot to talk about production-wise. I'm trying to get some studio space. That's one of the things that's hard in Pittsburgh is to get an actual like, soundstage. Yeah, I've heard that. So Yeah, that's why I have Helms Deep here. <laughs> but hey, I'd like to get involved with some of the actors and actresses sometime and interview some of your folks yeah, well, as I, it gets closer. I mean, I talked about doing an EPK day electronic press kit so Ooh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, what we can do is if you you know if you want to do some interviews with them we'll, i'll round them all up for an epk day where they'll do their little bits for the movie and then they can go into another room with you okay oh yeah that, that's right yeah, yeah i'd love to do that a lot yeah. of times they get like a hotel and then they 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 get a couple of the ballrooms and block them off that's right they just the actors will literally shuttle room to room mm-hmm. i've seen that process okay yeah cool yeah, no, i'm yeah. happy to make it happen I'm, I'm all into it, man. Thank you so much. And thanks for this. And uh, folks, friends and fiends, I, as always, on Twitter, I'm not that active, but I do put our episodes up there and some other uh, stuff. I tagged you the there. other day. I still haven't heard anything. Come Uh-oh. on, man. I know. I'm terrible at Twitter. <laughs> I, just because it's just like the Wild West for me out there. But yeah, at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Instagram is kettle.whistle.radio. That's Instagram. And uh, Facebook, I'm there. Sean's there. And our Facebook uh, page, of course, for Kettle Whistle Radio. Hit us up. Give us a like. And there's always updates there. And all kinds of music, too. We're getting all kinds of music. Uh, Lots of good stuff. Um, And I'll have to talk about it later because me and Sean are putting a music episode together. So, all right. As always, uh, thanks again, folks. And, uh, hey, uh, you could support the books. Uh, Go to burningbulbpublishing.com or burningbulbcomics.com. Lots of movies out there. Gary Lee Vincent is involved with John Russo's, um, his catalog, as well as producing films. A lot of films coming out on Burning Bulbs, so check out the pages. And thanks for listening. Anything else in closing, Kerry? Oh, I've said plenty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I, if, if you like sci-fi, if, you're, if you support indie film, whatever, find us online. We'll link up. You know, be a part of it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, Keep uh, watching the skies. Isn't that weird that this is sitting here? And this is I did. Here. I saw that. Yeah, I have this thing. It's like uh, every 15 minutes someone sees a UFO, uh, watch the skies. And it actually, my God, there's actually, uh, you can mail in. This must have been during my time with MUFON. I had some run-ins. But wow. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know where that came from. Things pop up in this room. But all right. Thanks for listening, folks. And uh, yeah, watch the skies, like Carrie says. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care.
Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.